0: be extremely relevant. I mean, that's all what is needed. And at the face of it for your customer, you need to be extremely relevant, keep it simple, keep it engaging, and position yourself as a trusted partner.
1: Hello, and welcome to C-Suite Marketing. I'm Rob Levitt. Today's episode is a conversation with Anamika Gupta, Director and Head of Customer Marketing and Sandy Fallin, a senior client executive, both at Fujitsu. I wanted to talk with Anamika about this great new CXO Speaks program that she launched last year, and I was thrilled when she suggested including one of her senior sales counterparts. Our conversation focused first on the new program, and it's a great example of taking a very personal and empathetic approach to building executive relationships. One of the motivations, as you'll hear, was the need to dig deeper into fast-changing CXO priorities among their top customers and prospects and get the level of insight that can only come from real conversation. We also talked about marketing and sales collaboration for executive engagement and the challenges that that can bring, the role of thought leadership in reaching the C-suite, and the business value of executive engagement more generally. C-Suite Marketing is sponsored by Boardroom Insiders, a business intelligence platform that makes executive engagement easier than ever. Learn more at boardroominsiders.com. Learn more about this podcast and all the work that we do on executive engagement, ABM, and other B2B marketing issues at itsma.com and please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And now, for today's show. Anamika, Sandy, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you both here. Anamika, let me start with you. Tell me a little bit about your role at Fujitsu and a little bit about the company. And then I do wanna ask you why it was important to have Sandy with you on the podcast.
0: Thank you Rob. So Fujitsu is not only world's uh, fifth largest IT service provider and number 1 in Japan, but uh, also has developed world's fastest supercomputer, Fugaku. Fugaku actually was born with an application first philosophy, meaning that its exclusive purpose is to tackle some of the world's biggest challenges such as climate change. Fujitsu is also dedicated to delivering a comprehensive range of digital transformation solutions and services to enable clients to meet their business objectives through integrated offering and solutions, including um, consulting and professional services, system integration, managed services, outsourcing, and cloud service for infrastructure, platforms, and applications. In fact, just last year, we celebrated 85 years of our innovation in the industry.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Speaking
0: a little bit about on um, my role here at Fujitsu, um, while heading the customer marketing for Fujitsu America, I am deeply focused in creating a human-centric society in partnership with our customers, partners, and colleagues across the globe. With focus on ABM, account-based marketing, deal-based marketing, global account management program, and driving well-orchestrated executive engagement strategy, my efforts are deeply rooted in creating a um, superior customer experience of my customers while partnering with my colleagues in sales, delivery, extended marketing team, my leadership team. And uh, my team's sole purpose is to amplify the three R's in our best accounts. And you know what I'm talking about. It's relationship to help the sales team reach new people in accounts, especially executives, reputation, improve the visibility, trust, and preference for Fujitsu versus competition, And uh, last but not the least, revenue. Have those actions lead to revenue increase and value for FAI? Now, coming to your uh, billion-dollar question, why um, I wanted to join this conversation with Sandy, it's because I have been to multiple marketing forums and I have seen marketing executives, even sometimes I have got onto the stage, alone speaking on behalf of our sales colleagues i mean sales is my customer i would love to have sandy anywhere i'm going and speaking um you know i definitely want sales to join me in all the conversations because that's the mean to bridge the gap of the history which has shown the marketing and sales to be apart. we need to come together we need to be joined at the hip and small steps like this build a lot of trust
1: Excellent, all right, Uh, Anamika, thank you. Sandy, there's a setup for you. Tell us a little more about your role.
2: Sure, absolutely. So um, I am a senior client executive Uh, with Fujitsu and I'm responsible for our growth accounts in the retail industry in North America. I have about five specific accounts and uh, for us, growth accounts mean they are an existing Fujitsu customer that may have uh, one or two of our solutions, but we see that we are able to grow the account uh, with some of our other offerings.
1: Oh, no, that's great. And, and I love the setup here and, and you're talking, you work with five accounts and Anamika mentioned right at the beginning, the connection between account-based marketing uh, and executive engagement. So let me build on that connection because one of the things that really interested me about this conversation is a new program you launched uh, over the last year called CXO Speaks. And I wonder if you can speak to why you did that. What, what are you trying to accomplish with this program? I mean, of course, describe it a little bit for us. But, but then I want to dig in and, and talk about why this is such an important initiative. Anamika, maybe start with you on that.
0: So um, it's an interesting story, by the way, Rob. So when COVID had hit and um, it was pretty clear that the only way to amplify the three R's was going 100% digital. I realized this is the time I need to put my strategic, quick thinker, creative hat on um, and I'll roll up my sleeves and get to the whiteboard. In less than two weeks, working with uh, sales, Sandy included, we conceptualized and operationalized a very innovative and unique structured approach to executive engagement. And, and this was all powered by digital. But what we ensured that we need to be empathetic in everything that we do, that was very important. If you look at it, it is it is about creating value for human by human through human to human connections and this is very important to understand. So, with rare exception, by the way, you know these were all net new executive C level you know relationship. You know we we were planning to develop. So, in just three quarters of its launch, we have hosted, engaged, and influenced brand new key decision makers, enhanced existing customer relationship by. all-time high targeted social engagements with approximately, like if you go for the vanity um, metrics, Rob, it's 800K impressions, number of likes and comments. In fact, in just six days of one of the first C-suite interview articles launch, the digital publication site traffic jumped by almost 14%, all-time high. So Fujitsu is now seen as valuable and knowledgeable confidant the wise partner at these accounts, plus 600 other targeted global leaders from a customer and partner ecosystem who have joined us thus far in the journey of being influenced by influencers because they joined to listen to these executives. And the best part, all this at zero cost, just a lot of hard work and teaming across marketing and sales. Um, it also won a prestigious global marketing award from RCMO CMO, Yamamoto San, and um, Aragon Marketing Industry Award for Innovation and Creativity. The core objective was to identify and engage executives in conversations where they can share their shifting priorities and needs. So we are all prepared to um, continue supporting them in no physical touch world by being extremely relevant. This is very important. I mean, this is where we wanted to be focused by being extremely relevant. We had our mind and hearts focused on creating value in each of our customers' touch points engagements to support their now, near and far needs. But the bigger question was, who can help us be extremely relevant? Who can help us understand the deprioritization and reprioritization agenda for customers, making sure their employees, partners, and clients stay safe during this unprecedented time? And the answer was actually right there, customer themselves. So with pandemic hit, um, I could see how our customers, executives were promoting, championing, enabling and supporting changes for their organizations, acting as change agents. And some of these initiatives or were truly transformative. I was so curious to learn more from them myself. So um, you know, in fact, I'll say sole dependency on the third party data, like intent data and signals and real-time engagements inside secondary data, sales data those are all become you know they become less less important as the shifting priority insights stay directly with the c-suite executives in the organization the client team looked up to their c-suite executives to provide direction shifts in the organizational goals and it was a no surprise that's where our team had to focus understanding the shifting needs to better support our customers and stand with them during the challenging times like this, so these sessions provided our sales and delivery teams invaluable insights into the business drivers and digital agenda in the uh, in the accounts. It also brokered a lot of goodwill towards Fujitsu, and by the way, revenue too.
1: No, that's great. So Sandy, I'm curious to hear your perspective on that. You know, this is a great relationship building program, and as Anamika said, an insight generator.
2: So mm-hmm. how do you?
1: see that and take advantage of that and and work with that on the sales side?
2: It starts with the sales strategy and understanding the the account that you're beginning to work with and and keeping consistent with our intent of executive engagement um, and to target what is of interest to them. You know, are they a a disruptor or are they being disrupted? And, you know, this takes a lot of uh, time and effort on the sales side of, you know, really digging in deep to understand what the conversation should be and how to start those conversations. So from a sales perspective, you know, we we provide the strategy and then we kind of hand it over to, to, to marketing and like Anomica's team and they orchestrate all the engagement uh, activities, so it's a very collaborative, team-focused uh, activities that we do, and it and it has proved to be very successful. As a, as Anamika said, we've engaged with some CX level individuals that have actually opened doors for us throughout their organization.
1: Oh, great! Thank you. No, it, it, it's interesting, and I actually want to stick with this point, Anamika, that you made, but get both your thoughts on the limits of the kind of digital insight that's out in the marketplace. There are real limits to truly understanding the, sh- the shifting priorities of the executives. And so these kinds of more intimate conversations where they're telling you directly mm-hmm. in their words, I mean, that's invaluable.
0: Yeah. And especially Rob, when this pandemic had hit, there was so many shifting priorities which were happening and the, you know, intent data couldn't have captured those. It was your customer, this was your executives who were much closer to this, who could bring this to you directly. And it was very important for Sandy and I to learn what, what are their shifting priorities, where they're going, and uh, who better than the customers who could, who could share this with us. So this was absolutely very important for us to reach out and you know, build that or, well-orchestrated executive engagement program to connect with our customers.
1: ITSMA does a lot of research on what we call how executives engage and why. And of course, we see different motivations, different reasons why C-suite executives might want to participate in relationship-type activities like this. I mean, some of it, they want to build stronger relationships with you and your executives. Some of it is they want a platform. So I'm curious what your experience has been with this CXO Speaks program. Why are they participating?
0: Sandy, you
2: want to go first? Sure. Well, the way that we engage with them, really our intent is to engage with them from their point of view. So oftentimes it it could be something as simple as, is the term digital transformation overused and what does it mean to you? And- you'd be surprised how that resonates with, you know, a CXO level person, like, yeah, what does digital transformation mean to somebody outside of our four walls here in this company? So I, I think that, that that's, we, we look at things from their point of view, you know, it could be something, and Anamica can speak more to this of, you know, helping us write a white paper on a specific subject that's very important to them. So there's many ways that we engage with them and you have to just kind of find that, that point that resonates with them. Um, And again, it does go back to us just looking to see what they're interested in, what they're saying, what types of comments they're putting maybe out on, on the social media of, yes, this is very important to us. This is interesting to me. I've had this experience as well in my, in my organization, curious how others are dealing with that. I think one of the motivation
0: of these customer executive to engage is if you look at they are the champions, they are the change agent in the organization. And this when the pandemic had happened, I could see there was so many different change agents and how they were enabling and supporting the changes in their own organization to, to kind of cope with the scenario. Right. So, you know, in my mind, it was it was very important to take that story, to take that learning, the best practice you know, of what they are driving to market, to their peers, who would love to hear from them, who could benefit from their learning, their best practice, right? And that's exactly what driven them. It's like they wanted to tell that story first, and I think executives at this level are much open to share the best practices with the world, and just that they need a good platform, and they need a trusted platform to do it. So, I, I, you know, I see my customer as a hero, and I am just as a guide, right, or side actor who is just you know supporting them into taking their success stories to the market, uh, while we are partnering with them and kind of, you know, helping them transform or succeed or grow.
1: I want to stay with that because I think it's a really interesting point about using trusted partners to even share their own stories internally and, and using that kind of an external platform to help their own people understand where are we going? You know, what are we, what are we focusing on now?
0: Exactly, exactly. I think you you hit the nail there. But if you look at I think they're they are kind of bringing that story out to retell that story to the employees, right? Because this change happened because they acted as a change agent of bringing the employees together to, to experience that change or to bring that change, to cope up with these situations like pandemic, you know. Now, looking at it from the outside in perspective and telling that a story, Right. On a trusted platform and then telling back to your own employees, it it gives a lot of confidence to the executives and the work they are doing, but also to the employees, to the company they are working for, that the things they are doing and, um, you know, to Also to Fujitsu, in this case, I mean, my major chunk of these, you know, executive engagement program or the initiatives we are driving, major chunk of my audience is my own Fujitsu global colleagues as well. They need to be learning that, you know, how some of these customers are driving these things into the market, especially when we are in the midst of digital transformation ourselves. So there's lots of learning for us.
1: No, absolutely. That's, That's great. How does this program fit in your larger strategy around executive engagement?
0: Let me start by saying as a company, our vision is to contribute towards a human-centric intelligent society, using the power of human-centric ICT uh, to build a safer, more prosperous and sustainable society where knowledge is continually harnessed and people are empowered to innovate. And we drive this In every engagement we have with our customers, partners, and in fact, even our own employees. So um, even for this executive engagement program we are driving here in the the region, it is aligned to our vision of being human-centric, create value with the power of being digital. And what I have realized, executives are much more open to these digital connects if, you, if you're extremely relevant in your reach out and they see value in spending time with you, you have their full attention as there's no boundary for physical travel, flights delayed, super busy calendar due to multiple physical engagements, right? So to give you an example, this year, due to pandemic, we shifted our focus from hosting larger-scale animal Fujitsu customer event as a digital-only event. We called it Activate Now. We experienced higher footprints with higher engagements across all segments, and the engagement could be tracked even after the event because it was all digital. We could leverage all our executive engagement program here in the region to fuel Activate Now. And bring the brand new C-suite executives we were developing to speak at the customer highlight session at Activate Now. In fact, you know, one of our customer was featured in our presidential keynote. And this is all brand new C-suite executive we are developing in the region here. So why this orchestrated executive engagement program we are driving, um, it is helping my team connect globally the global audience is part of this program who are coming and listening to our customers. In the process, we are finding the right global platform in helping connect these executives we are developing relationship with to experience global Fujitsu experience. Leveraging our digital platforms and connecting with customers across the globe. We are finding that these customers where when we couldn't have connected to our global other customers, with these executive programs, we are opening up the channel.
1: Sandy, let me pick up on that with you because, you know, you've got literally a handful of accounts and you know who the executives are. It's not that many accounts. But my sense is that historically you relied very, very heavily on face-to-face to try and build those relationships. So you had to go digital virtual over this past year. You've got a great new program like CXO speaks, but tell me a little bit more broadly how your approach changed over the past year to, you know, leveraging these kinds of programs, building and sustaining and deepening those executive relationships.
2: Sure. Uh, You know, several things that Anamika mentioned were very significant. Being able to reach actually beyond sort of that, uh, you know, I'm going To this particular building and I can walk to this floor, to that floor, to this floor, more from a global perspective, we're able to reach more and and have actually better engagements because, you know, we're, we're sort of meeting them on their playing field, if you will, and, and understanding their point of view. So that starts the conversation right there and it builds from there, but. I also want to add and um, give Anamika and her team kudos for besides building that at that global level, we're also doing that at a grassroots level. You know, Anamika is very well connected um, in, in locally with some organizations, which happens to also be where one of my <laughs> one of my key accounts has a has a headquarters. So um, even at that level too. Some of those folks I would not have met or been able to see had it not been for the efforts of Anamika and some of her team to to be in some of these organizations at a grassroots level as well. Mm-hmm. So the shift really has come, it's come from being creative and understanding, hey, if we can't be face-to-face, what is the next best thing? And I, I feel like it's actually deepened relationships because you now found a common ground that is not... The salesperson sitting on the other side of the desk. Right. So you know that that's I think that's been the benefit of this shift in COVID to the digital transformation side is you know we are having a little bit bigger, longer conversations, and you know it's not based on I've only got this much time with you. We can pick this up again tomorrow because they don't have to worry about hopping on an airplane or coming back. So
1: right, Sandy, I want to talk about thought leadership we know with executive engagement that relevant thought leadership is often the fuel. It's kind of the content for conversation. Right. And so I'm wondering, Fujitsu produces a lot of compelling thought leadership. How do you take advantage of that with the accounts that you're working with and focused on?
2: It starts with understanding their business and understanding any of the challenges they may have, especially during COVID. Uh, you know, I think COVID exposed a lot of gaps to a lot of companies of where they need to fill some of those gaps. So taking thought leadership to a CXO, again, you have to kind of get on their side of the desk and, and understand, are these some of the gaps you've been trying to fill, uh, you know, understanding what those gaps are and, you know, really just kind of articulating, hey, this is sort of the innovation path Fujitsu is going. I mean, I've even asked ex- executive level um people, would this resonate in your business? Because, you know, here's what we're doing in these other businesses, you know, I want your opinion. And, and sometimes that just opens the door of them saying, yeah, let me take a look at that. Uh, I may give them a few use cases about it. And, and they may say, that's interesting. Let me give it to so-and-so or so-and-so and, and uh, they can give their opinion a little bit better. So it's always a door opener. Yeah, I I love that.
1: I mean, we know how important thought leadership is and we think we need to produce it in a way that suggests we have all the answers. Right, right. right? And our clients know we don't have all the answers. They just they want to know that we understand the questions, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Have relevant ideas and experience that we can bring to those questions and then figure it out together exactly yeah that's why i love your your comments about is this relevant would this be useful we have some new research we have some case studies Mm -hmm. so anamika let me put that on the marketing side again we know how important thought leadership is to executive engagement you're trying to produce that i mean you collectively in, in in marketing are trying to produce this at a high level to support the brand, but also make sure that it's relevant to some very different key accounts and key executives in those accounts. How do you balance that approach on the thought leadership side?
0: I'm not sure if I, if, <laughs> if I can say that we are quite matured in developing thought leadership at a scale, or we ever will be, but uh, we are purpose-driven Rob in our content development. We wanna stay relevant and produce content which will be extremely relevant for our customers. And we do that by um, engaging customer executives and co-developing these thought leading assets with us. We have developed a number of CXS level content and some of those things, some of that you have already seen it in close partnership with C-suites from across the globe. In fact, our orchestrated executive engagement approach fuels this more often and in much defined way right? It's, it's a defined process of engaging them. It's not one and off, right? I've seen executives much open to co-developing those pieces, approving those pieces quickly, and then also co-sharing those pieces in their own circle of influence with much confidence, as in their journey of engagement with Fujitsu, they have experienced trust in the brand. And because we co develop or co-develop these pieces with customers, our customer peers in the industry find it much relevant for them and can relate well. And they find it engaging as they can meet and hear our customer executives who are the change agent for their organizations. We are just a guide. We are just a side actors to our, and our customers who are the she heroes or heroes in bringing their stories to others. So I I don't know if we will be producing content at a scale, but I want to be purpose-driven in my content development.
1: No, that's great. So we're recording this in May of 2021, and we're beginning at least in, I think, in the U.S. and some parts of the world to think about getting back together in person in some ways over the coming months, over the next year, perhaps. And so I'm curious, if you step back a little bit, what have we really learned with this shift to digital over the past year? As well as, you know, we've shifted how we engage. We're talking about different kinds of issues. You know, we're reaching different kinds of executives through new approaches and new concerns. So how do we integrate the learnings from this past year into potentially the next phase of executive engagement, which may be a little more of a hybrid? Anamika, thoughts on that?
0: Actually, I have many to share.
1: <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> where,
0: where I know people, people tend to forget you have too many. I'll keep it to mm-hmm. a couple of those, right, which are the top most. A few lessons which I have learned, and I think we will definitely learn from it and b- apply and reapply into whatever we do in the next, right? First, there is no magic bullet to executive engagement. It needs to be well thought through, aligned to your account and your organizational goals. And most important, align to the needs of the customers. They are the hero and we are the guide. Second, when you have the basics done right, like marketing and sales are aligned, joined at the hip, your leadership is on board and aligned, envisioning and launching of executive engagements becomes very easy. That's what happened in our case because we already had the basics done. I had my sales team totally aligned with what we were planning to do. In fact, as an extension, I would say that you know, executive engagement is, a, in my mind, it's not a program. It's a culture. It's an attitude. It's a mindset. You need to bring everybody together together. To make it a successful right it's sales your marketing your your business development team your pre-sales team all these need to come together when you're thinking about an executive engagement program well orchestrated not one and done you really need to think that way third keep it simple (laughs) our job is marketing and is to make complex simple we are in a business of uh, human to human connections so keep it human right personalize make it extremely relevant And this is not gonna change even in post-pandemic world. It will continue to remain the same. Fourth and the last which I will put forward is always remember, digital is a channel to connect with the customer. You don't need high tech technology stack or big investment to do it. You can get customer executives attention when you're extremely relevant in your approach and it can be achieved within the given resources and the budget you have. Yes, to a scale you will need technology, but remember, no technology can substitute human interactions. So I guess I'll put those four. And I think, you know, this learning will, will go with me in the post-pandemic world as well.
1: Great. Sandy, anything to add on that from the sales side in terms of lessons learned from this past year?
2: you know, everything Anamika said is, is spot on. I mean, first and foremost, your customers are key. And if you have a true partnership with them, you know, they are, are going to help you on this journey and as well as you're going to help them on their journey of what, whatever outcomes they're looking for. Um, I, I think that's important and, and it is, it, it is a journey. It's it's a ongoing relationship building, relationship nurturing, relationship maintaining, and, and I think that that's that's critical. So if anything, we learned that how critical that is during the pandemic. But now we need to understand that we need to continue that. Uh, whether you are on an airplane or face to face with them, it's still that amount of engagement and and again getting them engaged where they feel that they have that safe platform is extremely important. We've been talking
1: about the tremendous collaboration between marketing and sales here, but we know that's not simple. Let me ask you, what are the hard parts about working across sales and marketing on executive engagement?
2: Well, (laughs) I think some of the challenges are You may be asked by marketing to do things as a salesperson you may not be comfortable with. (laughs) For example, especially during this digital era is, you know, making a video to one of your customers. (laughs) If, you know, you may not be comfortable with that, but... Um, it is another way to communicate with your customer. So I, I think from a sales perspective, there are uh, you know things that we both collaborate on that, that sometimes salespeople are, might say, oh, why do I have to do that or whatever? But honestly, Anamika, I don't know, have we had many challenges? I mean, we've worked together so well. At Fujitsu, we're very fortunate because the ABM program, all of the marketing all of the, the salespeople, I believe, are aligned with, with Anamika and her team. And I think it, it, if there are any challenges that anybody faces outside of Fujitsu, from what I can understand, is it's got to come from the top. And fortunately for us, Fujitsu, it, it has come from the top. Okay. This is a significant program. They make a significant investment in it. And you know the expectation is sales and marketing will work together. Yeah,
1: period. (laughs) 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 No, that's great. All right. We have just a few minutes left. I want to touch on a couple of other points briefly. One is about, I mean, I, I totally appreciate the points about, it's really, in terms of executive engagement, it's not primarily about the technology. It's about the human connection. It's about being relevant. That said, there is something about how do you create relevant, connective experiences with digital? And I know you've been working hard on that. Anamika, any thoughts on what's important there?
0: Be extremely relevant. I mean, that's all what is needed. And by the way, extremely relevant is a very heavy, heavy word, right? I mean, there's so, so much things goes behind it. But at the face of it, for your customer, you need to be extremely relevant, keep it simple, keep it engaging, and position yourself as a trusted partner. Because companies like Fujitsu, those who are out there, they're engaging with all known brands or big brands who are playing big bets. And it's not just playing big bets, but they are actually you know, supporting a major chunk of the population with their products and services. And you cannot go wrong i mean um, right. you know
1: the stakes if are very high
0: it is it, the risk is very high but reward is also very high it's really rewarding right because right. if you do things right and that's why b2b is different from b2c i mean if you, our 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 customer base is not thousand our customer base is, let's say in 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 perspective i'll put 20 but if you look at the revenue compared to like when, when B2C does the business with 1,000 customers and the revenue they, they get out of it versus B2B, high risk, high reward is what B2B is. And you need to be extremely, extremely relevant.
1: And you talk about this co-creation approach, first around thought leadership and ideas, but ultimately you're driving to co-creating solutions with your clients. And I know that at Fujitsu, that's a primary focus. Marketing, account-based marketing is is really driven by that collaborative innovation approach. So um, let me start with you, Anamika, and then go to Sandy on how do you orchestrate the experience to get ultimately to that collaborative solution innovation?
0: It's about, again, when we align with the goals of what they are driving, where they want to go, how they want to win in the market, you know, and we are fully attached to it, they they kind of, you know, look at Fujitsu and say, I would would want to look at my issues and challenges with you. And that's where the co-creation starts. That's where that angle comes in. I'll give an example, this, uh, you know, large pet care I'm talking about, and uh, also the large confectionery customer um, uh, we are engaging via this executive engagement. The customer came onto the call and he mentioned about the design thinking approach they have in their own organization. And they mentioned, and of course, in the conversation we mentioned about the Fujitsu co-creation, our design thinking approach. And uh, you know, if you look at from two organization perspective, we play in two different areas. When we bring that co-design and design thinking approach of two different organizations together, bringing two minds together, think about the value we can generate for each other right it's not just for the customer it's also for fujitsu so we are in discussion now this this couldn't have happened if we wouldn't have started uh, executive engagement at that level who who's who's kind of in you know, bringing that thinking into the model and i mean the client said why don't we do that so now the discussion is moving towards from executive engagement to to how we can co-create things how we can move forward like you know being more like a vice partner to each other versus Wander to
1: each other, right? So it's a journey we take. Great. Sandy, let me give you the last word on this. Um, you know, you're responsible as client lead for a handful of accounts for obviously driving a significant share of revenue. And how do you move through this executive engagement process to a co-creation innovation process, ultimately to to the uh, kind of real partnership at a substantial level?
2: Yeah, I think it starts with an idea. Uh, you take to them an, I, an idea and start to build around that idea. Find out if they are seeking any type of solution for anything and you, you bring the idea to them. It, and it's a fresh idea because you, you're not coming in there saying, hey, you mentioned this in the beginning and I loved this statement. Um, you know, we can solve all your problems. You know, we we have all the solutions. We don't, but we have a lot of ideas and we can pull those ideas together with you and your team and build something together. And that's really how it starts is when you start to build those relationships and you hear what some of the things they're trying to solve for, well, hey, maybe we can help solve those with you.
1: Great. Sandy and Amica, thank you so much. Great conversation.
2: Thank you, Rob. (laughs) Yes, thank you.
1: Thanks very much for listening. Please let me know what you think about the episode and any suggestions about other guests or other topics for future podcast conversations. Check out other episodes of C-Suite Marketing on ITSMA.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks again to our sponsor, Boardroom Insiders. Have a great day.